0: Kohler's turned to frown. Am I your boss? Technically, yes. So, technically, how long have you worked for me? Schmidt looked at Kohler. A month or so, although I'm Gestapo liaison, so technically. Kohler cut him off. It's been eventful, hasn't it? What has? This month it's been eventful. Schmidt shook his head. If you call Chasing Rosset and some Jewish kid all over London for the last week eventful, well, then yes, it has, but personally I'd say it's been more madness than anything else. Madness that has nearly cost me my job and my life. But you are alive, Schmidt, and if you want to stay alive, you'll stick with me while I sort this out. We are German officers. Schmidt looked at the orderly again, subconsciously lowering his voice as he continued, even though he was still speaking in German. We shouldn't have to sort things out. Things should be done correctly in the first place. You just follow my lead. If you want to stay alive, follow my lead. Schmidt shook his head. When this is over, I want out of your department. I want out of your department, sir. Kuller replied, then regretted it. I want out of your department, sir. I can't operate like this. This way that you work, breaking rules, running wild. I can't do it. I want out. If you give me your word, I can go. I'll do as you say. Kuller put the cigarette back in his mouth as he looked into Schmidt's eyes. He pondered the offer, taking the time to take a deep drag and weigh up his options. Finally, he exhaled and spoke. You follow my leads this morning with Rossett, and then I'll recommend your transfer. Thank you. Kohler nodded, then nudged the orderly. How much longer? Smoke drifted from his nose and mouth as he spoke this time in English. I don't know, sir, maybe ten minutes. Ten minutes? Maybe less. It all depends. The orderly didn't finish his sentence. Kohler had already pushed through the double doors and was limping up the middle of the half-empty ward. Schmidt sighed heavily and followed. There were eighteen beds occupied by men in various states of distress, but Kohler didn't pay attention to them. He headed straight for the one at the top of the ward on the left-hand side the bed that had curtains drawn around it, and two bored SS guards sitting at its foot. The two guards stood up when they realized there was a uniformed SS major limping his way toward them. One of the guards dropped a newspaper on the floor, made to pick it up, then thought better. He eventually made an awkward attempt at standing to attention, half up, half down, MP-40 swinging in its sling in front of him. Kohler ignored the guards, pulled back the curtain around the bed a few inches and stepped inside. A doctor was bent over the patient and another orderly stood behind him, holding a tray of bloodied bandages and cotton wool. Both men turned to Kohler, who looked first at the tray and then at the doctor. Get out, Kohler said. I'm treating this man, the doctor turned to face Kohler. The orderly was less belligerent. He stepped backward through the gap in the curtains without a word, like a bad comedian glad to get off the stage. The English doctor held a thick cotton wool wad in front of him, bloody proof of his need to be there. You need to wait until I'm finished. This time the doctor's voice was stronger, given weight by years of telling people what to do and them doing it. Get out, repeated Kohler flatly. I'll do no such thing. I'm Schmidt- Schmidt appeared through the curtains and stared at the doctor. Herr Major, take the doctor outside, Kohler said in English for the doctor's benefit. I'm treating this man. You can't just walk in here. I refuse to leave. This man is my patient. He. And shoot him? Schmidt said in English, staring at the doctor, who fell silent, lowering the bandage slowly to his side. Not yet, replied Kohler flatly. Eyes still on the doctor. The doctor looked at Schmidt and then at Curler and quietly stepped out through the curtains. Schmidt nodded to Curler and followed the doctor out of the gap before.